0: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Demon Land uh, podcast. My name is Andy, and joining me tonight, uh, we have two co hosts. Uh, Grape Viney, good evening. How are you?
1: I'm very well, Andy. Good evening to you, and uh, hello to all the Demon Landers out there.
0: And uh, also joining us for uh, his uh, first appearance on the Demon Land podcast, uh, we have poster Drunken167. Uh, who is the uh, older brother to uh, Melbourne player Declan Kilty? Um, Drunken, welcome to the Demon Land podcast.
2: Evening, Andy. Thanks for having me along.
0: Not a problem. Uh, hopefully, uh, you'll be able to sort of uh, give us a bit of insight into uh, you know what a young uh, demons player sort of goes through, and we'll, we'll discuss a bit of that um, later tonight. Uh, but first up, I think you know we've got to can't can't talk about anything other than uh, the, uh, the the victory, uh, the great victory we had in the sweltering heat of uh, Tasmania. So, um, uh, Great Viney, uh, what did you think of our win? Uh, any surprises? Uh,
1: not really. Uh, look, it was as good as a win you can get in pre-season. North's pressure um, wasn't really there and they're not... Uh, great team are they so um it's hard to read too much into it but uh the thing that impressed me the most probably um overall was the um was the improvement in disposal um particularly by foot um again as i say there wasn't a lot of pressure from north so you've got to take that into account but uh that's something we've had trouble with even uh, without pressure um in years gone by so there's been uh uh, if we're going to see that this year, then uh, then I'm um, pretty excited about uh, the year ahead.
0: Are you suggesting that I really should not have also got a JLT one tattoo uh, <laughs> to go with my I, AFLX tattoo? Uh, I just presumed week. you'd got it. Um,
1: <laughs> and uh, uh, look, we're building up um, building up uh, uh, a good record against North, a team that we haven't beaten for you know twenty or thirty years, whatever it is. But we've got them twice. Uh, so far this pre-season and hopefully we can... we can do the business when we meet them in the in the real deal. Well,
0: well, that's the thing, isn't it? We we you know it's it, they're really hollow victories until we beat them uh, uh, in the in the home and away season. Uh, a number of people on you know sort of a few on Demon Land and a, a couple on you know Facebook sort of were saying, "Oh, we beat them. We've broken our hoodoo. No, we haven't broken the hoodoo. Uh, home and away is the only thing that counts, uh, ladies. and gentlemen. Well, fans. North
1: Melbourne actually tweeted saying, uh, "Tweeted the Melbourne Football Club and said." It doesn't count, so um, they they're certainly not uh, not counting it, and I don't think we should be either. Those cheeky bastards.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, maybe we'll we'll move along and talk about uh, individual performances um, in the, in the game. Um, we we didn't guys, we didn't uh, put a running sheet together before, so uh, hopefully it's <laughs> not so haphazard. But uh, I'll just throw out some some names there. I might just um, I've got a list of our uh, st- the stats for uh for the game so i might just go down um the stat the the stats uh michael Hibbard uh, racked up uh, 27 disposals was by far our highest possession getter and he just continues to do all those great things we've come to expect from him uh you know wasn't wasn't the best player on the ground but he just does his job um and one thing that stood out for me was that amazing bit of play he did um uh, on uh, the halfback flank, uh, Jared Waite, I think, had the ball and was trying to sort of get around him and Hibbert mm-hmm. just held his ground and didn't let him past and I think ended up getting the ball. Um, yeah,
2: that's great. Uh, Hibbert's been such a great pick-up for the club. Um, he's not the flashiest footballer or the cleanest footballer, but he just, as you said, he just goes in and does his job and he does it really well.
0: Um, um, he's a real hard worker. Heard he-
2: that he's, he's pre season he sort of, they gave him a little bit more room to preseason him to sort of do his own thing. And science so far seemed like it's, it's working.
0: Yeah. Uh, so you, you see, um, uh, being going to see, uh, your brother deck play a lot. Uh, you do see a lot of, uh, a lot of Casey games. Uh, you, uh, do you go down to preseason training, uh, during the summer a fair bit or, um, is most of your information yeah, from your brother?
2: Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. Um, I went to probably three or four training sessions this preseason, just uh, work commits and stuff, make it a bit tricky sometimes, but yeah, I go to every single game, um, have been for the last four or five years, can't get enough really watching him play, because just someone, especially when he was playing even like local football, and he was just absolutely dominating teams, it's just, it's so entertaining, so good to watch him do his thing.
0: Awesome. Um, uh Next player we might focus on uh, Clayton Oliver. Um, again, probably started a little slowly, um, but as Clayton Oliver does, he um, you know he just keeps plugging away and you know sort of racks up those possessions. He had six tackles. Um, you know, not the flashiest game, but very Clayton Oliver. Um, you know, when he can. Well, he's also racked
1: up a fifteen hundred dollar fine. Yeah, we can talk about for that. A thuggish. And violent uh, (laughs) behaviour, which wasn't actually caught by the cameras. uh, Certainly uh, not that I could see. Are you
0: saying, uh, have you not seen the video that's in the thread? I have seen the video. Is that Um, not the... I've
1: studied it as many times as the Kennedy assassination. (laughs)
3: Yes.
1: (laughs) And I cannot for the life of me uh, see what's happened there. Look, he's obviously pushed back at some point and put his, uh, you know, put his palm into someone's stomach or chest, but... uh, you know, heaven well, help us if, well, if this is the way the yeah, game's sir. going.
2: If you actually, if it's hard, it is hard to see, but if you look closely in the middle of the pack, he does throw a punch into the stomach. Oh, was, was it as who it was? Um, and
3: it, it's was it very, a very, system, soft, was it?
2: very soft. So I thought it was pretty harsh. But if that's the direction the AFL want to go this season, as in any and all punches thrown are going to cop a fine, then so be it. They just have to make sure it's consistent throughout the year. there,
0: you've hit the nail on the head. It's about the consistency because I can see this being very loosely uh, policed and uh, sometimes it's which player does it that – and maybe that's just me being a a pessimistic Melbourne supporter. Uh, But certainly I did see the AFL said a while back that they were going to crack down on the jumper punches and the gut punches and – It seems that um, the ones that aren't so severe are going to cop a a, a fine like uh, Clayton did, but they better be consistent with it. I've got no problem with them uh, uh, cracking down on it, but you've got to be consistent with it.
1: Yeah, I think it's just gone a bit too far. Uh, Look, um, sucker punches are no good, but the the push and shove and the jumper punching that happens usually at the start of a game particularly – It's siren time. I mean, that's one of the traditions of the game, isn't it? A little bit of uh, how to do.
0: I had no Um, problem with what Clayton did. The guy pushed him, and he turned around and pushed him back. uh, You know, there's no harm coming out of that.
1: Yep. Anyway, we'll. uh, I'm sure we'll return to the match review uh, panel, which is now just Michael Christian many times this year. So how does, how does, you did, can bank yeah, on it.
0: Let's just talk about that for a sec. How, how does it work? Is it just one guy looking at things or does he have a team yeah. of people that he's the, um, in the end the thing or is it just him?
2: So, so how the system works, a lot of people don't realize is there actually, there's a table. I don't know if you've seen it, but the table will have all the different grades as in um, intentional or not intentional and then low to severe um, intensity and actually tell you on the table if it's a fine a couple of weeks or straight to the tribunal. So him being a solo on the MRP this year, he'll decide the classification, the grade. And if it does go to the tribunal, that's when they sit down with a panel of of, uh, people. But basically it's him deciding solely on himself. And I think it, it might work because he might be a bit more consistent than people arguing with each other throughout the year. But... It's
0: a tough job, I tell you what. It they, is a tough job. They must have uh, a team of people going through each game. Uh, I dare say it's not him sitting there. So there must be a team of people bringing stuff to his attention, uh, particularly if the umpire doesn't uh, take note of it. Um, so yeah, yeah. yeah,
1: that
2: yeah the happens, flaw in the
1: process sure is that the is that the media ends up playing a big role. In which instant you know in which incidents get highlighted, and others that don't so um, yes you're right, there would be a team of people combing through the tapes, but uh, sometimes you get a sense that um, yeah that the uh, that the tribunal is is sort of acting um, on media impetus really um, the they, and, and momentum yeah,
0: do you remember a time when um You know, if there was an incident, someone got reported or something, they were not allowed to show the footage um, prior to, you know, like there was sort of a media ban on it from the AFL. Do you recall that sort of probably during the 90s?
1: I don't, to be honest.
0: Mm. uh, Maybe someone uh, in the chat room um, can... can, uh, inform us or um give us a call um always forget to throw that out there um if you want to chat with us uh, and you're listening live um you know uh call uh com slash podcast uh you can get in there and chat or give us a call zero three nine zero one six three uh triple six nine zero one six three triple six or skype us demonland uh, 31 we'll take your call um all right moving along um Christian Salem, um, really liking the role that he's been given this year, given a lot more time in the midfield. I think the position suits him better than uh, on the half back and he just adds a lot of class uh, to that midfield. Um, what do you think, guys, uh, Grave Viney?
1: He's a beautiful user of the ball. We've, I guess we've always known that, yep. but... Uh... Um, you know he's had the uh, the injury and the health issues which have held him back um, so far. If he can just get a clear run at it and play the year out, um, he's uh, he's going to be superb. Um, he's just a classy a classy user of the ball, um, a, a real notch above, and one of those players that you love to watch because he's just graceful in his movements.
0: Drunken, you would have seen a little bit of him uh, out at Casey. What are your thoughts?
2: Yeah, so I'm exactly the same as Greg Final. I'm a huge fan of Salem just because he's such such a clean user and such a skillful uh, kick by foot. I remember there was a prelim final against Williamstown two seasons ago and he was playing. And I think he had, ended up having like 17 or 18 disposals in the first quarter. But he was on the wing. And he just happened to have about three or four seconds worth of time where no one was sort of pressuring him. And he managed to absolutely pinpoint this kick straight onto Tim Smith's lead in between a pack of about 12 players. Like, could not have kicked it any more perfectly than he did. If he can bring that stuff consistently to the seniors, he'll be a fantastic player for the club.
0: Yeah, I think so too. Um, There was a stat uh, that, according to champion data, Salem attended the second most centre bounces, uh, 21, of any Melbourne player against North Melbourne uh, for the hit-out, just one less than clearance specialist uh, Clayton Oliver. Uh, So it really seems like they're giving him that time in the midfield, um, as much time as you can with all the rotations. Um, So... Looks like we'll probably see the same thing in JLT two and hopefully throughout the season.
1: It's funny use of uh, language, isn't it? Attended yes. uh, centre bounces <laughs> that stuck out to me when I read it the first time.
0: It's like school. <laughs> taking yeah. Do you think the
1: players say, "Will you be attending the centre bounce?" <laughs> yes, I will. And you? Yes. I'd never see. Selected.
0: I'd never seen that as a stat before, and uh, so I was. I actually like that. It's actually, it it's a good stat to sort of uh, see that who's. You know, particularly when you got a lot of rotations going through the midfield, um, it's an interesting stat to see. I don't know what it, you know how much it can tell you, but um, it tells me that they uh, you know had the faith in him to play him in the middle and <laughs> quite a lot.
1: Yeah, look, you sort of think which is going to be the the sort of the most prominent or dominant starting um, midfield lineup, and you'd probably think. Well, you know, maybe Salem, uh, Oliver and Viney perhaps um, uh, would be sort of the the gun three perhaps going forward.
0: Well, I'll throw, where does uh, two players fit into that? Uh, Neil Bullen and Christian Petrarca. Are they more, they'll rotate through it but not being in the main three? Uh,
1: Yeah, I'd imagine um, uh, Christian will spend... Considerably more time there this year. Um, uh, I'd imagine less so um, Nibbler. Um, and, you know, Jonesy will still be in there too. And, um, you know, uh, many would have Dom Tyson um, attending those <laughs> centre bounces too. So, uh, look, it's, it's a, we're growing a, a strong um, and uh, a diverse midfield.
0: So um, I was actually surprised when I'm looking at the stats here. Christian Petrarca actually had uh, 19 uh, disposals, the same amount as Salem, and Melksham and Neil Bullen and um, Harms and Vince had 18. Um, I didn't – I don't know. I, I didn't – I I wouldn't have thought he had that watching the game. I didn't think he had that many possessions. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was just me. Uh,
1: I think the the interesting thing that's happening with um, track particularly, people sort of saying, oh, I'm waiting for this breakout game mm. or this breakout season. Yeah. Um, I'm not necessarily because I think what we're seeing is um, a real uh, improvement in standards from the second-tier players. You know, we spoke about Nibbler and Harms last week and uh, they continued that on in the JLT game. And we saw a very even spread... Um, of goal kickers on the weekend and a very even performance across the ground. Um, No one really starred, but everyone kind of did their bit. And I'd prefer that to be the case most weeks rather than relying on track to kick five and, you know, um, uh, uh, and do something sort of, you know, miraculous. Um, uh, Better to sort of spread the... Share the workload around, I reckon. Um, uh, and if they, if the opposition wants to put time into closing down Christian Petrucca, then uh, yeah, by all means, go through Nibbler at half forward.
0: Yeah, I, I like what you're saying because you you look at the uh, the stats in the disposal stats, and it's very very even, um, you know, across the first 19, 20 players. Um, and I think I'd prefer that than having two players get you know. Thirty-five possessions, and then your next ones are, you know, sort of in the mid, in the teens, you know, the mid teens. So I'm quite happy that we've got sort of the high twenty, you know, towards uh, twenty spread aqua- across twenty players. Um, I think it's a good thing.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Uh, um, I'm curious to know, um, and I'm, I'm sure you've got him queued up uh, to discussing. I'm curious to know what Deck thought. Uh, Well, not Declan. We don't have Declan on. Um, (laughs) What Drunken thinks uh, about Bailey's game on the weekend? Bailey Fritch, because uh, plenty of us were impressed by what we saw, and uh, uh, Drunken's certainly seen a lot more of him than you or I have.
0: Yeah, Drunken, you want to uh, elaborate on uh,
2: the
1: Fritch phenomenon?
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So uh, a lot of people probably well, I'm a big big fan of Bailey. Um have sort of been watching him he played a couple of games to Casey before he went down with that back injury in was it twenty fifteen I think. Um but all of last season kept a very, very close eye on him. Um he showed a little glimpse of just the natural ability that he has on the game that weekend. It just this innate ability to jump in the air for someone who's not really that tall. Uh, he just knows how to find the footy and he does not drop marks. And he has a beautiful, beautiful left foot. Um, I remember last year speaking to a number of the, the Casey coaches and a few players around, they all knew he was going to be drafted and they all knew he was going to be a fairly high draft pick which ended up being second round and just probably higher than he thought he would go. Um, but his, it just, his natural ability is something I haven't seen in a long time from a 1st a, Technically, a small forward. So a few years in the system, and you can bulk up a bit more. I think he's going to be a very powerful forward for the club.
0: Yeah, I've got... Is I, he in the
1: mix?
2: Oh, sorry.
0: Yeah, go on, go on.
2: Do uh, think he's in
1: the mix for round one selection? Notwithstanding, still in another JLT, be take, JLT game round to go.
2: One. Sorry? I would, I would be surprised if he doesn't debut round one.
0: Yeah, I think the coach has almost uh, sort of said on the weekend that uh, I, look, I said it last week. I think he's a he's a shoe in for it. And uh, after this week's uh, last week's game, I think there's no doubt that he will play um, round one. He look he, what says he had eleven possessions, six marks, kicked three goals. Two, uh, we had that you know funny win, so that could have been more than more than three goals. Plus, he gave. He gave away a goal, basically, yeah, at yeah. the end. That was uh, a good mark the top of the square. That was a beautiful mark. So, I mean, the guy should have had at least four, maybe five um, goals for the game. Now, I said that he'll be taking, basically, uh, Jack Watts' spot in the team for round one. I mean, it's different type of players, but he'll effectively be taking that position. Um, and, look, this isn't a Jack Watts bashing session. You, Jack Watts is gone, but I don't think Jack Watts would have kicked three or four goals in a, in a practice match uh, for us uh, if he was out there on the weekend. But look,
1: he would have done what he did for Paul. Exactly, yeah. had Nine possessions <laughs> and a Joe the Goose out the back.
0: Yeah, so it
1: was quintessential Watts. But you're right, and I, I don't um, want
0: to I don't want to make that a and Jack Watts <laughs> bashing session because I, I love the guy. Wish he would have uh, stayed at the club, but he's not. Um, and Bailey's there, and uh, I think we've got a player. Watch this space. He's very
1: slight, isn't he? I mean, it doesn't you know, matter just though. Expected, but it's it not, d- yeah. Didn't seem to
2: sort of matter on the weekend. did I it? I don't
0: think he's getting ragdolled or anything, and he can no, get. So like,
2: that's a lot of the reason he never came through the tack cut system. And it sort of took him a while to get noticed, is because of his small stature. But yeah. it does not worry him at all. He can outmark and outmuscle and outmaneuver the best of them
0: well he you saw the he wasn't
2: intimidated at all on the weekend
1: no
0: and but... the, one of the goals he kicked was from uh, Petraka was in the middle uh, roosted the torp, and uh, he gets it out of the back got tackled while he, and while he was kicking kicked a beautiful goal um you know just a natural um I don't know big fan
1: yeah yep um yeah, watch this space,
0: well, huh? It is a watch this space. Um, oh, he couldn't
1: couldn't have done anything more for a for a first up performance. Um, it it, uh, it was almost as good as you get, good, good as you can get for a sort of a debut game.
0: Yeah, it it, it was good. Uh, we won't go through every player. Uh, Neil Bullen and Harms had great games. I thought rotating through the middle. Harms is uh, really sort of. Uh, you know, taken an, an, you know up to the next le- up to the next level, and uh, hopefully he continues to rise. And uh, you know, I, I think he'll get a lot more games and game time uh, this year.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think he, Neil Bullen and Melksham, are all benefiting from probably increased confidence yep. about their game. And, uh, you know, as the season wore on last year, they all got better and better. And I think, uh, and this is the case, I think, for Melksham particularly, um, he really looks like he's just gotten over a hurdle and he now feels like he belongs. He's part of the team. um, And we're sort of seeing his best footy um, coming to the fore now. But I I think it also applies to to Harms and Nibbler. So. Um well it's probably just yeah as I say, a bit of a confidence thing too.
0: Between the three of them they kicked five goals um which is fantastic uh the midfield uh getting amongst the goals. Um Billy Stretch uh where where do you see him um had 17 possessions but certainly wasn't uh you know flashy but um I don't know do we are we expecting more from from Billy? Yeah
2: so Billy Billy's a it's He's a kind of a strange player, the lack of better terms, because um, he's not the most skillful, he's not the most silky or anything, but the reason he was drafted is because he just worked so hard on his game to become good enough to be drafted, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He just kept working and working and working until he was good enough to be on an AFL list. And so even though he might have dropped off in form and a lot of people were sort of starting to say so that was the end of him I think he's the kind of player having gone through that adversity that he can keep working and come back to to what he needs to be able to play at senior level
0: yeah good analysis um I think uh, we'll talk about a, the a few of the backmen in a minute but I just want to touch on uh Angus Brayshaw um what position should Angus be uh playing with playing in um it's a bit of a funny one. No one sort of knows where where we should play him. Uh we do know we should be playing him. Um, you know, guys talented. Um I think he played a bit more in defence because uh Jordan Lewis went down early in the game. Um Grape Viney, yep. what what what's the Brayshaw uh issue, what do we you know, obviously, he's, he's still a bit he's rusty really got from some the
1: detractors on Demon Land. He does, or and I don't, anyway.
0: I don't. know why, but <laughs> you know, considering <laughs> what he's been not through,
1: one of them. Um, oh. and you only need to think back to his first season mm-hmm. um, and just the glimpses that he showed uh, then, and I still see all the same um, talent uh, uh, now that I saw then. Um, you know, he's had a, a crappy couple of years. Um, hopefully that's behind him, but uh, people sort of question his disposal. And he
0: had a few uh, wayward kicks um, uh, on the weekend, I must say. But um, uh, on the whole, I, I do think he's a good player. But where 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 do you think he should be p- being played at the moment?
1: Uh, I imagine him he'll be part of the midfield rotation, um, and probably you know time uh, on a wing or at half back. Um. I know he played a little bit of half-forward um, on occasions in the past couple of years. and um, Yeah, so I there's a sort of... A, um, I haven't done a, a first 22 for round one, but um, it's going to be difficult squeezing everyone in if you mm. think that Nibbler and Harms are going to play. Um, Bailey Fritch, uh, will he get a start? Um, so, yeah... But I, I, I imagine that when I do sit down to do my twenty-two, I think I'll find a spot for Brayshaw. All
0: right, uh, three more players I just want to touch on before we we do move on. Uh, Max Scorn, I mean, he's just—he's oh, me. for yeah. phenom- His tap ruck rucking is just phenomenal. Um, if he continues yeah. this way, I, I see all Australian and just uh, if he goes gets injured. We're in a bit of trouble, <laughs> but uh, go ahead, Drunken. Uh, what do you think of the, the Max?
2: Yeah, so Maxie was super impressive, I thought, the weekend. Coming up against Goldstein, who admittedly has been down in a bit of form, but still is a very, very strong ruckman. Still an all-Australian.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly. Um, and, like Maxie sort of started slow, but throughout the game, he was just absolutely dominating Goldstein in the ruck, and not only that was dominating him around the ground. Um, had that, that big top, which was good to see, and a couple of really strong marks.
0: Yeah, um, he only had two anyways. marks. I thought he had more, but uh, I'd like to see him right, taking right. a few more marks around the ground.
2: Well, the two marks he did
1: yeah, take were, good
0: around, ones. Like, were strong grabs. <laughs> yep, they were. So, uh, I mean, really, um, we won't talk about uh, what could happen if he goes <laughs> down with injury, but, oh, geez, he, if he plays like that this year, he'll, uh, he'll sew up that uh, AA ruck spot. Um, oh, another player before I go to the two backmen I want to talk about, Jesse Hogan, um, you know, he really does play well when he's uh, one out, uh, uh, one-on-one. Uh, what I, did you... I
1: thought he had a really good game. Yeah. Um, he uh, ran hard, led well. Seven uh, took marks. a number of marks. Yep. yep.
0: Three and, goals.
1: Uh, in spite of what some people have said on the forum... He's a very good field kick um, and he's he's pretty good with his hands and for someone his size, he's very good below his knees. So, um, yeah, throw him around and move him around and, well, what and put you th- him in the middle and um, have him up forward.
0: What did you think of his uh, midfield uh, stints? Uh, I,
1: um, it, look, they didn't particularly stand out to me on the weekend, yeah. but... We did it last year, and there were plenty of occasions last year where he got quite a bit of the ball. So I'm quite happy for the midfield stints to continue.
0: Yeah, I think to get him into the game, if if need be, I'm happy happy for them to do it.
1: Yeah, I don't even think it needs yeah. to be for that reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it just could be to throw the opposition yeah.
0: out. Yeah, that too.
1: Um send him in for five minutes and, yeah. So, yeah, yep,
0: uh, big tick. So, uh, Jakey Lever, uh, you know. Wasn't too flashy, but showed exactly why we, we got the guy down to the club. Um, I was happy with what I saw and, you know, look, yep. we were playing North Melbourne so the ball didn't go down there a uh, hell of a lot, but uh, it would be good to see him play against some of the other teams and, uh, you know. Well, for about half
1: the game, we were playing Billy Hartung, it seems, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, and only Billy, um, who was getting a fair bit of the ball yeah. against us for a while, but... Uh, I thought both defenders did pretty well. Yeah, um, I was going
0: to talk about Omak afterwards. I, I thought he played a very good game. Yep. You know.
1: Yeah, I think he got beaten once or twice, yeah. but, but he's uh,
0: got look. He's going to get beaten. Can't expect him to win every single contest. But uh, I thought he did well. His field kicking was good. Uh He was yep. a bit more decisive when he got the ball um, of where he should go, and um, I did notice uh, Jake Lever sort of being a bit of a general down back, like you know, he was sort of pointing where people should be and where people should go. So I'm quite happy with that leadership down the back of Lever. Yeah, so so with
2: Lever, I thought watching him in Adelaide, his biggest strengths were his, uh, his power and his ability to outmark people. But from what I'm hearing, he's not really the most skillful and he's not the most athletic, but what he is, is he's just so much smarter than everyone else out in the field. And so he's able to get to every contest because he reads it a second before Mm -hmm. everyone else can. And so with that ability, it also gives him a really strong leadership ability down there to start being that general, telling everyone where to go, where the ball is going to come in. And that just makes us that much better down the back.
0: Yeah, I like it. (laughs) Um, Anyone else we need to um, focus on? Tommy Bug was, um, he played all right. Kick two goals, yep. you know he'll be in the mix, sort of bobbing up there. Um, you know it's got a lot of versatility and uh, starting to show a little bit of depth, which is a, a great thing. Um, what do you think is uh, going into the JLT two? Um, can you imagine there would be many changes? Um, looks like Jordan Lewis will be out. Uh, you would expect him to be replaced by Jedder if um, I think he'll be available. Um, any other changes you guys uh, foresee?
2: Um, If my memory serves me right, I think the last JLT game last year, we only went in with the 22 squad. Yeah, I
0: think that's that's what you have to uh, go in with, 22.
2: Okay. Well, sorry, there's obviously going to be a couple of players out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Uh, It's it's hard (laughs) to say. hard to tell who's going to come in who's going to come out.
0: Because I, 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 mean, I don't. It doesn't sound like they're going to rest. I mean, unless someone's injured, it doesn't sound like they're going to rest uh, players. So I, I can't imagine like someone like Oscar McDonald or Jake Lever coming out to give Frosty a go. It doesn't sound like they're doing that. So I don't know.
1: No, I go with the uh, best twenty-two.
0: Um, well, I someone reported at training today that uh, Nibble might have a. Um, might be under an injury cloud um i don't know if uh if there's any been any other reports about that um
1: yeah demon 77 has just asked that question in the chat room and that uh, also jones apparently had a sore back um so if anyone's got any more info and can enlighten us either call in or um uh um, post something in the chat room and uh keep us
0: up to date. Yeah, that's um uh zero three nine zero one six three triple six zero three nine zero one six three triple six or Skype us Demonland 31. Uh if you call in, uh maybe uh, I can give away one of our Demonland branded hats. <laughs> if that'll get you calling in. Uh f- third caller gets uh gets a yeah. hat. Um yeah. Uh, uh, it would
1: be good to see Jack Viney play a game.
0: Yeah, I don't know if they'll play him before round one. Um, I think Apparently like he's in full time.
1: training now, so uh, yeah, it would be interesting to see.
0: Possibly will play him, maybe a half, give him a half this Doesn't week.
1: he need a bit of match fitness if, if he's going to play round one?
0: You'd think so. Um, yeah.
1: And uh, and yeah, Tyson, Jetta... Um, and Lewis are really the others that did, did Tyson
0: team. train today? Um, is he back in training um, or is he still on
1: the injury list? No, I think he's still in the rehab group. Yeah.
0: And uh, so when are we playing? We're playing next Thursday, so th- tomorrow week. Um, I'm playing a St Kilda outfit that is currently losing to uh, Carlton. So, um, yeah, I'm watching the game. <laughs> <laughs> that'll be interesting. I- seventy three to fifty four at the moment uh for anyone uh sorry, I hope I didn't spoil that um yeah, so
1: um you really think a demon lander has taped the game. <laughs> To watch it later, the JLT match between Carlton and St. Gilda
0: I was actually referring to you Greg viney i 've uh, had, had dinners with you before where you've said don't want to know the the score, but I guess that's that's, home, that's home and away season uh, not jLt stuff so um, I'm sure there are people there that, that uh, don't I am one of well. those
1: to be honest um, uh, I, I am I am that uh, exact type of person so
0: okay. Yeah. Um this Sunday I believe is the um uh family day, am I correct, uh in saying yep. that? Um So it's a family day. Um get down, support the club and uh maybe you can get a photo with one of your uh, favourite uh, players. Um
1: Yeah, so. just to touch on something that we discussed last week, Andy, yeah. uh which was the women's team being up in uh up in the NT. And whether they were going to do community visits, and I'd noticed on social media that they did do that. So um, it's great actually to see them uh, doing what the boys do when they go up there. Footy is massive in the NT in a way that um, look footy's massive in Melbourne, obviously, but it's 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 different up there. Um, uh, The kids just go crazy for it. And the women are involved in the game in a way that they're not here. Um, so for the uh, for the girls to sort of get out there um, into the community was was really good. And I think it, um, uh, yeah, it's building a really good relationship with um, uh, with the communities up there. And there's a lot of talent. Um, uh, there's a lot of talent to be had too.
0: So, so you mentioned they they did what the the men do and. Uh I watched them play and they did what the men did. Uh, well, certainly the Demons of 2017 did and, uh, and lost a game that they probably uh, should, have, uh, yep. should have won. Uh, before we could talk about that, actually, we do have a caller calling in. Uh, caller, you're on the air. Turn uh, down, your, turn down your stream. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you doing?
3: Good, good. Hello, Demonland.
0: I'm good. Um, uh, who are we talking to?
3: You're talking to D. days D. D. Nuts, I should
0: say. <laughs> D. Nuts. D. Nuts. How you? How you going, mate?
3: I'm good. I'm calling from sunny Sydney.
0: Oh, beautiful! Very nice. Um, In- interstater Always good to speak to an interstate demon. Uh, what would you like to talk about?
3: Uh, my question is really an extension from JLT. I mean, obviously we played against North and um, my question really is about what your guys' views are on whether or not Brad Scott and Chris Scott, <laughs> with their family connection, share some insights with each other, particularly when we've got Round One Geelong coming. So what do you guys think about that?
0: So you're talking about whether they share notes about opposition teams? Uh, you know, particularly we've just played North Melbourne. Um, will will I don't know which ones which, but will we'll, <laughs> will the North Melbourne one uh, tell the uh, Geelong one some uh, some hints about some tips and tips about uh, our, uh, how we play? Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm really glad you declared you didn't know which one's which either. <laughs> I didn't either.
0: And that's not being racist uh, at all. No.
1: Yeah. The no, north yeah. one is grumpier, and that's Brad. Um, no, the Geelong
0: I, one gets uh, quite grumpy too. Watch him when I they're know, not winning.
1: We haven't seen him uh, when they're at the bottom of the ladder, which is where north are. So, yeah, um, yeah perhaps we have to, have to hold our judgment on that. But I reckon well, they'd be talking that kind of stuff all the time. I don't know whether they'd do it specifically ahead of a particular game, but you'd imagine that they'd be talking footy all the time whenever they talk, wouldn't
2: they? Yeah, so um, people probably realise but coaching, AFL coaches, it's a very, very close-knit group and they all constantly talk to each other. I don't know if it's exactly about the exact tactics they're going to use against each other, uh, but I was listening... To a podcast that Paul Ruse was on, and he was talking about how he would constantly get phone calls um, from Goodwin and uh, what's the free The Ross line would always call him up and ask him questions and give him advice. And so, I, I think they would, I think both the, the Scott brothers would definitely talk to each other. Uh,
3: oh, there you go. Oh, and so, my second question there is um, as a follow up. From, of course, Sunny Sydney. Um, what do you think about the ethics of that when you've got, I guess, a professional cadre of coaches who seemingly uh, you know, milking their blood for the coach or the club that they're actually supporting? Do you think that there's something ethical there that you might consider should be best resolved through a contract saying that you shall not? Or do you think it's just natural brotherly love that's, you know, sharing that advice between each other? So,
0: like, and an, you know, they have to sign a non-disclosure agreement?
3: Yeah, where's that effect? <laughs> well, I mean, well, they're I mean not, obviously Melbourne applied a new tactic this, this GLT series for the first game that we saw where we had the good forward press, we reflected back and rebounded really well. You know, you can see all this on replays at the but that... certainly the coaches would have better insight.
0: Yeah, well look, anyone can watch the games, it's not like they're uh, they're not available, but yeah, someone at the ground might get a, a better perspective of it. Um look, in terms of a non-disclosure agreement, they're not they're obviously not giving away their own tactics for their own team, so I don't think you can stop them um talking about uh, other teams tactics. I don't think there's anything um I don't know from a legal point of view that you can stop them doing that. Uh you know. I I, I, I only that it might harm themselves, you know, if uh, if Geelong win or North Melbourne win more games than Geelong because of uh, information he's passed on, then it could only be harming yourself uh, by giving someone some, you know, tips and tricks against other teams.
3: Yep. Mm. No, fair all. Well, thanks, guys. Thanks for letting me uh, jump on and, um, yeah, enjoying the podcast. Have a good
0: time. Not a problem. Um, I will get in touch with you over the PM and I'll see. I can maybe throw a Demonland hat, hat your way uh, to help you in that Sydney sun. Cheers, <laughs> <Jeez>,
3: mate.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Good on you, D's Nuts.
3: Cheers, mate.
0: It's uh, always uh, good to talk to uh, you know fellow D's supporters, especially one in, uh, in Sydney. Uh, they're not all bad people up there.
1: <clears throat> the old fart. Has uh, posted a question for Drunken in the chat room, um, and it's just getting back to: uh, Are we going to call him the Fritter, or I've seen him referred to as Fritzel? Well,
0: what's his or uh, Bailey? Maybe Drunken can tell us what's the
2: name. Well, that he can the... tell
1: us that, and, and also answer the old farts' question, which is: Does he need to work on the defensive side of his game?
2: All right. So I believe that most of the players call him either Bailey or Bales. Okay. Um, but how we, original <laughs> uh, supporters last year we called him
0: Fritter.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's what everyone yeah, we was. Uh, yeah, so his defensive game. So that is probably. I remember Goodwin in that press conference said when they asked me about Fritz, uh, what he, how his chances for a debut, and Goodwin saying he still has a few things he needs to work on to get his game to a senior level, and one of those is definitely his defensive side of the game. Um, he can tackle, but. He, being a smaller bloke, I guess it's a bit harder. Um, yeah, sort of. it's sort of hard, hard to really talk about when you're not watching him every day at training. But he, yeah, he's, he, he definitely can work on it and he will work on it and he will get better.
1: Yep. There's no doubt that someone of his sort of size um, at the moment would find it hard to bring down most of the bulls. The bull type players that uh, you know, um, you know, he's not going to be able to bring down Ollie Wines, is he? Um, so uh, it's going to take a few years until he's sort of you know got a bit of strength. Billy Stretch has the same issue. There's a lot of tackles that, that don't stick, and that's uh, that's just due to his size um, and, and strength, which no matter how much you work on, uh, you can only get to a certain level.
0: Um, well while well, we've got. Um... Uh, drunken here, um, maybe just. Uh, I, I remember I asked you in a PM like, uh, whether you were a D supporter uh, before your brother came to the club, and you told me that no, you weren't. You were a Geelong fan. How big a Geelong fan were you? Um, you know, were you diehard? Were you go? Did you go every week or as much as you could? Um, yeah, let us know about that because now I know you are a demon through and through. So.
2: Yeah, so I uh, grew up Geelong Support host. My mum is originally from Geelong um, and I had a teddy bear, I think, with a Geelong jumper on it. Um, but I, I was never diehard. Like, I loved watching my football, but I was never sort of super diehard. I didn't know all the players on the list. I didn't follow all the news like I do now. Um, obviously, I would attend maybe one or two games a year and watch the majority of the games, especially the finals. But nothing like him now compared to how I feel about this, this Melbourne team.
0: And do you think, uh, uh, you'll, you'll stay a demon, uh, long after <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or will you follow, uh, your, your brother, wherever he goes.
2: Yeah. Me and Deck were actually having this conversation, uh, one night. He said, what if I get delisted in some weird, bad fashion? Will you still go for Melbourne? And, I think because I've invested so much time and thought into the team now, it's going to be a bit hard not to. be oh, going for him.
0: That's the that's the correct answer. Um, <laughs> now, considering what you've seen of the Ds, you've seen a lot of the um, the guys who are up and coming. Um, you know, in the team, who do you think the next one, besides your brother, uh, will be to sort of break into that uh, to break into the team? And also, uh, what do you think uh, Dex's chances are?
2: So we really talked about it, but obviously Fritsch is probably my number one to come straight into the side and have a decent impact. Uh, after
0: um, Fritsch, because I, I reckon he's going to play round one <laughs> and stay in the team uh, for um, a while.
2: I've I really liked Dion Johnston. Um, a lot of players, a lot of people on the forums are quite critical of him. Um, but he we still don't forget, I think he, pretty sure he was the youngest player on the list last year. And his defensive pressure and forward pressure is... As good as I've seen from anybody. Um, if you give him a few more years to really get his game and his abilities underway, and he gets to a, a decent body size, I think Johnson will come in and make a, a really good impact in that small forward. Um, Interesting. Yeah.
0: Um, uh, were you? Uh, what do you think of the them go them the, the coaching the coaches not going with sort of many. Young players in the, in the JLT. Um, I thought I always thought the practice games were were sort of the, where you sort of trial these guys, but it seems we're going for best twenty two in 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 both games. Um, sort of makes it hard for those guys to put their hand up early, and they've got to I guess um, do the hard work and show it in the resies. But it's going to be hard hard to get spots.
2: Yeah, it definitely is with with Melbourne's list being so strong at the moment that always going to be the case but I, I like the going with your best team in the preseason. I think more clubs should do it because the the guys that are still playing at VFL they still get a couple of practice matches before the season and it might look a lot scrappier but the VF the jump to the VFL to AFL isn't as bad as people think it is because you're still versing what well, majority of the people you're still versing are AFL sized people and have the AFL abilities. Um, it's obviously just not as quick and not as tough but I don't I don't mind them having to go through the hard way like probably on an easier list someone like deck for example probably would have had either a senior debut or a pre-season debut already but because he's at a club which does have a strong list it's a, it's a bit harder
1: and uh, just give us an update on where deck's at um, and uh, his sort of development because Last year, um, they tried to sort of... Um, well, and I, th- I think this is a theme of Goodwin's generally, is versatility. Um, and they've really tried to inject that into his game, haven't they?
2: Yeah, so that was probably the main reason why Melbourne drafting was because of his versatility. Because um, junior football, he was a rock forward. Um, even coming into the local senior football, he was ruck forward. It wasn't until VFL that he really found his niche in defence um, yeah. so last year they wanted to sort of push that versatility into him especially with a uh, couple of the injuries and stuff as they sort of were forced to put him in that that rock forward role but he had a really really strong second half of the season when he was in that key defensive position and so I think Melbourne have recognised that and have said alright we'll just focus on developing you as a key defender who, if needed, can swing forward for a quarter or pinch hit in the ruck, um, but really sort of focus on his defensive side.
0: So he's, he's actually, Declan's on the rookie list, is that correct? Yeah. Uh, so what, um, how, how does the rookie list work at the moment? Um, how, what needs to happen for him to be able to play a senior game?
2: So, with the last agreement that the, went through with the AFLPA, it basically scrapped all the rules regarding rookie lists. And they believe in a year or two, rookie lists will be scrapped altogether. Yep. So, with the exception of category B rookies, A rookies, there is no um, restriction on when they can play. So, they can get played just as any time as a senior lister.
0: So, Declan could be named round, round one.
2: Yeah, yeah, not going to happen. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm <laughs> saying so <he> te-
0: technically, <laughs> he, yeah, yeah. he could. Technically. So same way. Yeah. So he's. Uh, I think the four guys we've got on the rookie list: are Maynard, uh Timothy Smith, and um, Declan and uh, Filipovic. Filipovic. Yeah. All right. So um, yeah. So ha- look, how far off do you think he do you think he'll get a game this year? What's uh, you know, providing he does all the right things in the in the twos. Um, do you think that he'll get a call up this year at some point?
2: Yes. Yeah, so if you remember, he was named yep. the number one emergency for that Collingwood game, yep. around twenty-three, and he's been improving since the like over this preseason. It's only his second, well, really one and a half. You know, he sort of get a half when you first get drafted. Um, he's really, really started improved himself well above the sort of the level he was at this time last year. Um, so like throughout the year, you should see uh, the boys peak at their muscle mass about halfway through the season and the most will sort of drop down towards the end um, where Declan was able to maintain his muscle mass throughout the whole season. And now he's put on uh, a little bit more. Um, he's doing really good stuff in the gym. Uh, they have a, like a running table of who's lifting what weights and stuff. I'm pretty sure he's in the top three or top five for a number of the categories, say deadlifting, a couple other ones. Um, he's, he's basically he's ticking all the right boxes. It's just he's just going to keep like find trying to find that spot and trying to sort of work harder. Like Dex has always been a sort of a late bloomer, um, and so I still reckon he's still got a, at least a couple of years till he really hits his sort of peak performance ability. Uh so he's just gonna sort of as long as he keeps improving, the club will k- sort of keep giving him a shot and as long as he keeps as uh, yeah, keeps going at the start of this year, I think he's got a good chance to play at least a couple of games this season.
1: Nice. I love it. Uh, it wish must him. must be exciting yeah. for the family. Um, give us an update on another player that you've been uh very bullish about. Um that's the bull himself, Tim Smith. Yeah. Where's he at?
2: Yeah, so I felt my heart tore apart when I heard what happened to Bull first having a punctured lung from a knee in the back from Rance and then having uh, that foot issue for the last half of the season because he is a, a great player and a, a fantastic person. Um I've met him a few times and I think I had a beer with him one night. He's just such a such a great bloke. And we know like because he played those, those well one and a half games, he kicked those two goals in his debut against Geelong. Yeah. So you know that he's got the ability and the and the size and everything. Um, so I think he's just, he might have just integrated back into the main um, training, I believe, after uh, yep. that, that that foot injury. Uh, so if he can play some good games this year, he'll definitely find his way back in somewhere. Because uh, those those two games last year, obviously they like him. Um and so if he can play well they'll as Goody has said before, he always picks players based on form. And so if he has some really strong form then he'll he'll be picked.
1: That's good to hear. Yeah, certainly, uh certainly a few options around when you consider, you know, we haven't spoken about Joel Smith, um, you know, Corey Maynard, where does he fit into the picture? Um there's uh there's quite a few players sort of around that fringe that are, are really gonna be Pushing for selection, I hope.
0: Yeah, it's ex- exciting times. Uh, you know, um, it's a, it's a good problem to have when you go into uh, you know selecting around one team and you're you're struggling to include players who you would have would think you know should definitely get a game. Uh, it's a great great problem to have, and um, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's an exciting time for the club. well yep. I, I think cuz uh great Viney i know you uh, got a shoot off i think uh i think we'll uh, we'll end it there um exciting times um i'm not sure what we're going to do next week because uh i think uh th- we're not playing till thursday next week so um we'll see. Uh, maybe uh Maybe. Can we we'll...
1: broadcast live from the game.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> it's it's out it's out of Casey. Uh Viney, are you going down to Casey to, to watch? Um I'm not sure well, I is don't... it the Thursday, night, it's Thursday or... night? I don't think I can make it, so I, I think I'll watch mm. it comfortably in my in my lounge room. Um but uh hopefully we get a good uh crowd out there. Um uh you going down there um drunken?
2: Um if Declan players, I'll be going. for this stage, I think I'll just be
0: sitting on the couch at home watching. Yes. <laughs> well Fair enough. Yeah. Look, I, I I've heard that it's that it has improved um, uh, out at Casey getting out of the ground. Um, I just remember we went to a practice match there a few years ago. We played um, we played the Eagles kind of a number of years ago, um, and uh, it was impossible getting out of the ground at the end of the I think it took us an hour to get out of the car park uh at the end of the game. Didn't that's...
1: they wipe us in that game too?
0: Yeah, I th- I, I have a feeling that was the game this was how long ago it is. Um was that the game was it who who got their jaw broken? Was that um was that Sylvia? Can't be that far Serbia? away. That's a long, that was a time, long ago. time ago. I think that's the last time I went out there. Um But, um, yeah. Yeah,
1: When you talk about getting out of the car park, someone on the forum the other day was extolling the virtues of Waverley um, and that we should somehow move our base once Hawthorne vacated. I mean, you want to talk about getting out of the car park? Yeah. There are still people trying to get out of our uh, get out of the car park from our last match there. We could we could never They're find. They're hoping out. that they'll be home in time for Seven's big league replay.
0: <laughs> I think the problem there was we could never find our car. <laughs> that was the problem. Yeah, I wasn't even well, that
1: took an hour and then uh, and then another hour to get out. Yeah, so.
0: Uh fun times. Um, yep. Yep. Uh,
1: uh, we should finish off with a happy birthday to the greatest demon of them all. Oh yes, who celebrated uh, was it number eighty two during Eight, the
0: week? Yeah, he was number eighty two. Ron Ronald Dale Borassi um, celebrated his eighty second second birthday. So, uh, happy birthday, uh, Ron. Um, you know, the last of the um, you know the real demon legends. Yep. You know, recognisable yep. names. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, happy Wouldn't birthday. Wouldn't it be great
1: for Ron to hand the premiership cup oh. over to Jonesy and yeah. Jack?
0: Oh, there's no doubt if we do make a grand final and getting ahead of myself, he'll be the one yeah. presenting if we do win. You'd have to say he's a shoo-in for that.
1: Absolutely. What a, what a moment that would be.
0: Oh, I've got tears in my eyes already.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, um, yeah, uh yeah, all right, now I need uh, need to calm down. You've uh, got me really excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so we'll uh, – oh, well, when you brought up uh, birthdays, I thought you were talking about the upcoming uh, March <laughs> birthday of uh, Oscar McDonald and uh, our bowling uh, excursion with him. Uh... <laughs>
1: Bidman's organising that, so yeah. <laughs> um, he'll be sending out invitations shortly and wow. I – There'll be some demon landers that probably won't get them, such as Steve the Man Jordan and other um, other harsh critics of uh, of Tom's younger brother.
0: Well, uh, look, I'm really hoping that um, that Oscar can prove um, people wrong this year, and um, you know, I, I liked, I certainly liked what I saw on the weekend. So um, yeah, hope he keeps it up.
1: He's also still got to get stronger, doesn't he? Still got a, he's he's still also pretty slight for um, uh, for a key position player. But as uh, Binman has reminded us, he's he's only twenty two, so plenty of time for that to happen.
2: Even even about that, Oscar is a lot stronger than I think people realise. Maybe maybe it's just his body positioning that needs working on. But from what Declan tells me, he's almost impossible to match up against when they're doing drills. He's just super right. powerful, got super big legs. He just sort of, maybe it's his positioning he needs to work on.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yep. I'll defer to the experts on that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, with uh, with that, I think we're going to um, end the show tonight, and uh, yeah, we we'll look forward to uh, JLT two uh, Thursday week, and um, we'll be back probably after the, after that game to talk about it. Uh, possibly be back next week, but uh, we'll see. Play it by ear. I uh, just want to thank uh, Grapeviney uh, as always, and also to Drunken uh, One Six Seven for joining us and giving us a great insight into. Um, what some of the young guys, you know, from the young guys' perspective around the club. So thank you for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks, guys. It's been great.
0: Not a problem. Hopefully you will join us again in the future. All right, guys. Uh, Not a problem. Uh, We will be back uh, at some point uh, in the next two weeks. So uh, watch this space. Thank you and uh, go Dees.